0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the SPM Show. I am your host, Bruce Irving. This is episode number 277 77 of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. I am leaving that in there right there. My guest today is Audrey from Audrey Jane's Pizza Garage. This is from a live recording we did over on Facebook, SPM Show Live. You can go check that out over on facebook.com forward slash smart pizza Marketing. We talked to Audrey a year ago before her last expo, and over the last year, her business has really grown. She's now on panels at the Pizza Expo. She's also been on diners, drive ins, and dives. And we talk all about her story, her journey, and what it's been like for her over the past year since she's been on the podcast. Fun chat, really interesting story with Audrey. Always fun to talk to her. And I love hearing about. How people are growing in the business and experimenting and creating new things and what they're doing inside their business to grow it. So it was a fun conversation with Audrey. I hope you're going to enjoy this one. Uh, Before we get into today's podcast, I really have to say thank you so much to our sponsors for the podcast. Our Town America and Susan specifically from Our Town our Town has come up with some new technology. They've always had a way for you to track exactly how many customers are coming in and what exactly your ROI is from the marketing that they do for you. But they now have an app for the consumer. The new resident will be able to download the Our Town Deals app, to hold on and redeem your welcoming gift on their phone, which is super easy and really convenient for them. They'll also be able to connect you directly through the app, phone, website, directions, all of this included at no additional cost to you. It's still only about a dollar per household. And what Our Town does is they help you locate new people who have moved into your area. So if you want to use this hybrid marketing tool, direct mail that converts to a digital platform, you better call Susan today. You can reach Susan at 480-678-1366 if the phone is your thing. Or if you want to just shoot her an email, you can email her, Susan at OurTown.net. Again, that's Susan at OurTown.net. You can also go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash OurTown and see some information in a quick video there about exactly how the platform works. All right, I'm excited. We actually have an announcement coming up on next week's podcast episode, so make sure you tune in to that. Uh, we've been working on something behind the scenes this week as I'm recording this intro for the podcast right now, and we're not ready quite to announce it yet, but tune into next week's podcast because we will definitely have some final information for you to get excited about. This is a really big announcement. It's really exciting. I'm super pumped to be able to share this with you, but you got to tune in to next week's show. Oh yeah. You know what? Before I get into the podcast real quick, I have to say thank you to Slice, the new sponsor for the podcast. If you're running an independent pizzeria, check out Slice. You may have heard of them. They have the Pizza Shop app. They help with online ordering and marketing for independent pizzerias, but they're much more than that. Slice gives small pizza shops online ordering and marketing at an extremely fair price, the lowest in the industry. No no insane commissions, no crazy contracts, unlike some of the other online ordering platforms. Why? Because the founder and CEO Allure, which you've heard on the show, is a pizza guy. He set out to help his family and, sh- and friends independent pizza shops, which has then led to thousands more customers. If you need help with your marketing or online ordering in that department, if you need some help, check out slicelife.com forward slash owners. Again, that's slicelife.com slash owners. We'll link it up in the show notes for this episode as well, but go check them out. Thank you so much to Slice for sponsoring this episode of the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. Okay, that is enough. Enough from everybody. Let's get into the podcast with Audrey from Audrey Jane's Pizza Garage. Uh, And we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to SPM Live with Audrey from Audrey Jane's Pizza Garage. She's been on the podcast before, and uh, we were just talking before we got started about, I think it was the last time she was on was before last year's Pizza Expo. (laughs) So she's back. Audrey, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: It's uh, great to have you back. So what's been going on? Tell us a little... uh, You know what? Before we get into it, give us a little bit of your background. You know, Anybody who's watching this may not have listened to that show, or they may be new to the show. So give us a little bit about how you kind of got into the business.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, So I've been in the pizza industry for a little over 10 years now. (laughs) Hard to believe, but... um, Would you start when you were eight? I I wish that were the case, but no, um, when I was about 23, 24.
0: Okay, so you got in young.
1: Uh, Yeah, I kind of... Well, I didn't fall into it, but I grew up in the bagel industry. My parents own bagel stores in Colorado, and my dad's from New York, and he always loved pizza as well, so... Pizza was kind of our, like, go-to food. Um, Any birthday, anniversary, celebration, anything, it was like, let's go get a slice of pizza, (laughs) which Boulder doesn't have a ton of that, or it had, like, one or two places when I was growing up. Um, And actually, out of our bagel shops, my dad tried to do pizza (laughs) as well. And it was good for a while, and people loved it, but, you know, the bagel shop is a big operation anyway, and so that was a whole other aspect to it. But um, I really started getting into it when I was in San Francisco and I went to Italy on like a journalism internship and I fell in love with pizza and I came back and kind of scoured San Francisco for the best pizza. And it was right when Tony Gemignani was opening his uh, now famous Tony's Napoletana, Tony's Pizza Napolitana in North Beach. And so I went to one of his classes and then I started working for him. And that's really uh, where I learned the craft and the art of pizza.
0: Was Tony Gimignani Tony Gimignani back then? Like I know he's, you know, (laughs) always been the same guy, but was he as well known when you started with him as he is now?
1: You know, I think in a, he was definitely well known. And it was right when he was starting that restaurant. And I think at that time he was a little more well known for like the pizza acrobatics. Yeah. Um, And now I think he's focused more on the baking and every single aspect of pizza. Yeah. He's definitely shifted. It's just like, he's, you know, back then he was really known for his pizza acrobatics.
0: I think a in pizza industry, what year was that? Was that, how many years ago was that?
1: Um, I think it was about 10 years ago. Wow. So 10 years what ago, like
0: nowadays is like a
1: hundred years ago. I can't, I can't yeah. remember the fact date to be honest.
0: Yeah. 10 years ago was forever, right? That's like in technology <laughs> terms, that was like a hundred years ago.
1: Feels like it. Yeah. So back
0: then I think you had to, it was different. I feel like the pizza industry 10 years ago was much different than it is now. I, not that it's.
1: It is for sure, and you know he had actually just gone to Naples and like won yeah. that like the Neapolitan uh, best pizza there. So I guess I'm wrong. He was already known for his his like his baking.
0: Yeah, but, I think uh, you're more respected in the in the in the cooking chef world now for being in pizza than you were 10 years ago.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I remember it right when I started. There was like a few chefs in San Francisco that were starting to get into it, yeah. and it. was... It was like a novelty, like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're doing pizza. Yeah, now I,
0: it's, it's, I love it because it's like now you have people like, uh, you know, Tony Gimignani, Anthony Falco, Anthony Mangieri, who have been doing it forever. But now it's like people are really starting to get into like the the nerdy aspects of dough and really making a really high quality product versus just pumping them out.
1: No, I agree. And I think that's uh, an important thing is like I think a lot of people before you like you were a pizza person or you were a baker. And now it's kind of – like both people are pulling from both of the crafts.
0: Yeah. Well, when I was, when I started, which was a long time ago, like 20 years ago. So W it was like, you know, people in my family were like, what do you do? I'm like, Oh, we make pizza. They're like you make pizza. It was almost like we were losers.
1: Yeah. And now it's cool.
0: Yeah. We finally made pizza cool again.
1: <laughs> yeah. Everywhere you go, it's about pizza.
0: So about- did, t- did Tony teach you how to make pizza?
1: He did. Yeah. He taught me all my, all the things I know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
0: What did, what made you like, (laughs) why not, why didn't you go into bagels?
1: I mean, I did. (laughs) And then I, after I moved back to Boulder after being in San Francisco and New York. And then I kind of started in the bagel business again. But I don't know. There's something about pizza. It's like very hands-on and it's like, it's very artisanal. I mean, bagels are as well, but it's just, there's something about pizza that I really connected with.
0: Do you think it's because pizza is like something that people can eat? Every day? Like, I feel like people, people could have pizza every day, whereas bagels you may not have every day. It's like donuts, right? Like donuts you don't eat every day.
1: I don't know. I mean, I could eat bagels every day, too. I mean, we're <laughs>
0: different, though. I could, too.
1: Yeah. I think it's also like, you know, at the bagel stores, we have a baker, and they get there at three in the morning, and they, well, let me, let me restate that. So we've got somebody who makes all the dough, then yeah. the different person comes in and bakes all the bagels. And something about the pizza, like you're forming each individual pie, and it's, it's such a connection to the dough. And I just, something about it really resonated with me.
0: When did you open your uh, your first pizzeria? Uh,
1: 2015. We've had it.
0: So you've had it for five years now?
1: Almost, yeah. Five so years in October.
0: What was it like the first year operating for you?
1: It was, it was a little rough, for sure. Um, it, there's a big change going from being an employee to being an owner. And I don't think you realize like how much stress there is and how much responsibility there is. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's a whole other level of, things to think about and people to worry about and just every little aspect, you know, you don't expect, well, you should expect it, but those calls at like three in the morning that you're walking out or, you know, just like the constant flow of employees not showing up or something's
0: wrong. Did you always want to open your own pizzeria or was it something that just came about?
1: I always wanted it. I always wanted to have my own business of some sort. Did you? Were you you like an entrepreneurial
0: kid? I think so.
1: (laughs) And... I mean, I love like learning from other people and I loved working for Tony and I had a few other really great chefs that I worked for. Um, and I think that knowledge is so valuable, but I, just something in me, I always wanted my own place. Yeah. I wanted that creative outlet and like to do it how I wanted to do
0: it. Now, let me ask you this, because a lot of people who want to open their own business kind of want to do it because they think that it's glorious or, or glamorous or uh, <laughs> it's it's like, I want to be the owner. Was it because you wanted to have creative freedom or was it because you were just entrepreneurial and you knew you could do it and you really wanted to own your own business?
1: I think it was a little bit of both. Um, my brother is my partner in it and he does like all the business side of it. Yep. And so like in that sense, I'm allowed to have all the creative input and like not have to worry about a lot of that. So it's, I don't know. I think when people say that, like they want all the glory of being an owner, they're probably not working owners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not there twelve hours a day, every day, or fourteen hours a day, however long that is. Because
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Numerous times, even this past year, that I've been like so fried. I come home to my husband, and I'm like, I just like I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe,
0: or maybe they think that they want to be like the non-working owner. Like they think, like, because I'm the owner, I don't have to work.
1: Maybe, and I think like a lot of people set it up, and it does work for them. Or maybe they don't work. You know, they do different. Everyone has it set up differently. I just—I've never been able to detach to detach myself enough to be that kind of owner.
0: Is it because you don't want to, or because you can't?
1: A little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> like I just—even when I'm not there for a day or a week, it's just like I see so many things that kind of drive me crazy.
0: <laughs> so you're perfectionist.
1: Like, how it's supposed to be? Why isn't that person helped? Yeah. What is? And that's that I'm, maybe I'm a little controlling. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> if you're going
0: to own a business, you got to be, You ha- that's kind of got to be in your personality in order for it to be a successful place.
1: Yeah, you have and to be like a perfectionist. My name on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and when I'm not there and something goes wrong, I'm the one who hears about it. Like mm. the customers directly, con- we have such a small place and like so many regulars that any little thing, like I hear about it.
0: Do you deliver?
1: Um, We use like third party services.
0: Okay. So <laughs> you don't like it?
1: Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the worst aspect of the business, I think. Really? I you know, like, but we also like can't find any delivery drivers because it's they work for all these third party services.
0: Yeah. It's like the, yeah. the uh there was some of that uh, I think I read an article or I talked to somebody the other day where it's like you have to compete with where when I was delivering, like when I owned my operated my delivery company, we had twenty delivery drivers on Friday night. Our own, oh deli- our own <laughs> delivery drivers.
1: Yeah, um, I've never done delivery, so this was like a whole new thing. Yeah, to me and then I,
0: I don't know. It but we went. didn't have to compete with Uber Eats, like Uber Eats and right. third, uh, DoorDash and all those third parties were just starting to get started when I was stopping to to be the, in the in the actual trenches of the business. But so you're not only a- compete- Yeah, you're not only competing with other pizzerias now, but you're competing with them, which their job is way easier because it's like they can turn it off and on whenever they want to work.
1: Oh, absolutely. And then they get, you know, like they come in the order center and they're like, well, we've got other things. I'm like, all you're doing is literally like picking up food and delivering it. Right. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's not my my favorite thing to deal with, but it's also a necessary thing.
0: Do you deal with it because the customers ask for it? Yeah. Yeah. you want delivery. Do you think you could get away with not delivering?
1: Um I think it'd be tough. Yeah. Like it's not our biggest portion of sales is pickup. But there are certain people that want delivery, and we do like a lot of big orders that people want delivered, like a lot of offices and that kind of stuff. And it's just, I think it definitely take away from our sales.
0: Yeah, and it's like it depends on like what area you're into.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some people get like two slices delivered, and they're down the block, and I'm seriously? like,
0: oh. seriously,
1: <laughs> yes. Pay twenty I mean, dollars for two slices. town, and it's probably college students who True. are like, I want <laughs> anyway. But, I mean, there's a few pizzerias here that have their own delivery, and they do really well. Um, like Cosmos, that's – I don't know if you're familiar with them. I've heard of them. Uh, yeah, so they're in Boulder and Denver, and they do, like, a really – they do really well with delivery. They yeah. have their
0: own I was curious because I just talked to somebody on the podcast this week who doesn't deliver at all. And they have, really? Yeah, they just – they've thought about third party, but they never had to get into it. And I'm like, well, if you can sustain your business without having to, I mean, I, I think that's a great option to have.
1: I also feel like it depends on what kind of pizza you're doing too. Yeah. You know, like if I did like Woodbired to Neapolitan, I wouldn't deliver. Yeah,
0: that's true. This place wasn't, it was like regular New York style pizza. Oh,
1: okay. Wow. That's impressive. But I do
0: know some, I, I do know some people who have Neapolitan style pizza and they do use third parties. And I'm kind of like, I always cringe when they tell me that. Cause I'm like, why are you doing that style of pizza if you're delivering? Because it doesn't, it doesn't deliver. <laughs> well. right.
1: Yeah, I it's, agree.
0: It's not the same kind of pizza when you get it delivered.
1: Yeah, and then there's always those reviewers who like are like this pizza was terrible because it's like well, it's not supposed to be eaten like that, you know? Yeah,
0: it's like going to the movies it's, with a blindfold you know, the on. Other
1: yeah, customers because they probably demanded that it's delivered and then they eat it and anyway, that's a whole nother, yeah, whole other thing. The Yelpers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
0: yeah, Yelpers can be tough. I mean, there's like a, everybody, every business that I've ever talked to has a love hate relationship with Yelp. Like people find them because they search there, but. It's always the. It always seems like the people who leave reviews are majority people who either just want to say something or have something bad to say.
1: Absolutely, yeah. We had one the other night that was like, I called like like five times and the line was busy. You get zero stars. I was like, Well, it was Friday night at like seven o'clock. Like they actually wrote that in the review, and I was like, What do you expect? <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. Somebody left a review for you a zero one star because they called and the line was busy.
1: Because they couldn't get through to us. Yeah. What is literally. this world coming to? I don't know. I was just like I don't like we're busy. I don't I don't know how to
0: For fix me that. I would never leave yeah. I don't think I was talking to Anthony Mangieri about this and I was like I would never ever leave a negative review for a business. Um <laughs> yeah. I would never. I would tell I would probably tell all my friends not to go there. But I would never like go online and type something out leaving a business a negative.
1: But well, that's view. probably because you we were a business owner too. Like I think if you're in the service industry, you have a much different outlook than people who yeah. have never seen it before.
0: Well that's why I think every single human being should have to work in the service industry before they go to college.
1: I agree. <laughs> I think that would be I mean, it would definitely teach you human skills yeah. <laughs> like treat other other people I like think. imagine
0: before you be able to get your license you have to go work in like a pizzeria or a coffee shop or somewhere where you have to deal with people on a daily basis for six months and then yeah. you forget driver's ed go work in a restaurant <laughs> for six months
1: i mean i would vote for that for yeah sure. let's,
0: i want to start making a campaign for that because i think everybody would be um, nicer to people if they realize
1: I, I think they would be more understanding
0: yeah like working in a restaurant is really hard and really demanding and,
1: and it is and then you get those people who are just like hovering over you like where's my food where is this and I'm like we can't move any faster like how how do you expect us to get it out to you and yeah I don't know
0: it's because they've never worked in it so they don't understand exactly. the intricacies of actually operating and making food like they think just because they ordered it and you said just because they ordered it on the phone and they get there in five minutes it should be ready
1: Yes. The best is now we have something called chow now and people can order online. Have you heard of that? I mean, I've heard there's other services that do it and people can like pick a time that they want it delivered, but then we can alter it to be like, Oh no, it's not like, it's not going to be ready then. So like when we first started doing it, people would pick times and they'd come like right away and they're like, well, we picked this. I was like, yeah, but we sent you an email saying it wouldn't be ready for 30 minutes. Like they really expected it to be ready in like 10 minutes (laughs) exactly when they wanted it. And (laughs) it's like, it doesn't, quite work that way just because you ordered it i
0: don't know it's a whole nother thing yeah we need to start a movement all right i'm gonna start that right now i'm gonna say let's start a movement all of our politicians let's get them to you have to work in the service industry before you get your license i made my kids do that i'm like you know what you're gonna get a job working in some you don't have to you don't have to have me decide which service industry you work in but you got to go work in some business where you have to deal with customers before you can go to college
1: especially in this day and age because like I feel like in general you don't deal with p- other people on a daily basis. No, my
0: kids it's are very socially awkward. awkward. I'll stare at their phone all day.
1: Exactly. So everything's like through a screen. Yeah. And like you can communicate with people and it's like it's a whole other deal. I mean <laughs> I grew up working at the single store. So
0: Yeah. It's pretty...
1: I was the sample girl when I was like eight, you know.
0: So <laughs> you grew up in it though, right? So you knew yeah. what it was like, yeah.
1: I've always worked in the service industry.
0: That's but. funny. Um damn, that's super funny.
1: <laughs> in a good way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like, I did too. Like I worked, uh, my first job was working at, so in Boston, there's a company called Pizzeria Regina, which is pretty popular in Boston. And I worked, that was my first pizza job when I was like 14 or 15, I started working there making pizza. That's where I learned how to make pizza. What
1: kind of pizzeria did you
0: own? Uh, So we had like a New York style pizza. Okay. Uh, We did a lot of delivery though. So we uh, had the model of, we were in a city where we were kind of out of the downtown area. So we tried Uh to, and we had a really big college in our town too, but it was kind of far away from us. So we had to uh, use delivery as the method for us to get out there because we're in New England. So from January to November, nobody goes outside. No, I'm just kidding. Not November. Um, Like January, February, March, nobody goes outside here. It's like everybody just kind of hunkers down.
1: People here, they do the same. Like when it's snowing, no one goes out. And then this last week, it's been beautiful out. So we've been slammed. Yeah. It's just it's interesting to see the trends and like how much the weather affects it.
0: It's totally true. We used to get really busy when it snowed and sometimes up here we'll get like a lot of snow and we would be super busy for delivery.
1: Yeah. Delivery, especially that's when, yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, those Doordash drivers, they don't want to go out in the snow either.
0: So I know we didn't have to deal with that too much. We would always have, so we would have, like I said, we would have 15, 20 delivery drivers on a Friday night and we would always have a good five to seven of those guys, no matter what the weather is, they wanted to work. And like, yeah, they great. knew if it snowed out, they were going to make a ton of money because yeah, they would do less deliveries, but they would get $10, 15 20 tips every time they took a delivery. So they didn't care about the weather. They showed up every time. That's awesome. We would have two, three-hour waits. Like, all right. We'd answer the phone and be like, um, they're like, can we get a delivery? I'm like, it's going to be two and a half hours. They're like, okay. <laughs> right,
1: because they're not going anywhere. I'm like, all right. Yeah,
0: I'm like, all right, I don't care. If you don't care, I don't care. We would just wait because it was just... To, Great to get around, but yeah, we would have the uh, delivery model. That was our the model for our business.
1: Smart though.
0: <laughs> um, but I wish I did the podcast way back then because I I would have learned so much. We would have made such a better product than we did because of like all the tools that are available to you now, like the Pizza Expo or talking to people yeah, like you, yeah. And learning.
1: Yeah, no, I love that about the pizza community. There's yeah. always things to learn.
0: Um, so you went to you learned from Tony Gimignani, opened up your own place. What was it like the first couple of years for you? Like learning, like what what did you do to grow sales, or how did the business go the first couple of years?
1: Um, the first year it was definitely a little rough,
0: <laughs> financially, like, or trying to figure it no. out.
1: Um, I mean, we had like the business model, but it was just we didn't do any marketing, and we we're we're on the back side of a shopping complex, yeah. so a lot of people knew we were there. They couldn't find us really. Um, and it started picking up traction. Like, we got some really good reviews. Uh, we got written up in like the local paper, and like people just started finding out about us. And then we have like a really steady lunch crowd. We do a really good lunch special. So we get all the workers around us. Um, it wasn't until like the second or third year that we really started doing well.
0: Do you think that was just word of mouth?
1: It was word of mouth, yeah. And then we were on diners, drive ins, and dives.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
1: but- I think we went over last time and that was like huge for us. Uh, Every time the show airs, like it aired again in January and we've just been like slammed this year.
0: Did, so so I think I, so you're like the third or fourth person I've had on the podcast that has been on diners, drive ins, and dives. And is there really like that diners, drive ins, and dives effect where the show airs, you get real busy? Yes. Wow.
1: (laughs) I think I was telling you last time, like even people in Boulder, because because we are kind of hidden, like we get people from my town that are like, oh, we didn't even know you were here. And then they become regulars after that, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, Bo- Dale's just chimed in. I think Dale lives in Colorado. He lives in your area. And he said, he even said that. He's like, living so close and growing up in Boulder, I can't believe I have yet to check out Audrey Jane's.
1: <laughs> that will change in the next Fair few years. Yes, yeah, so he's
0: going to come in and check you out. Yeah.
1: Um, um, so that was huge for us. And I, yeah, I think it was just like, it's mostly word of mouth. Like, we still don't do any marketing, which. Maybe it's to our downfall, but knock on wood, we haven't had to so far.
0: Do you? How did you get on Diner, Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives? Dick? How did they find you?
1: Um, they just called us. I think really? that one of the producers lives in Boulder and uh-huh. he's been in before, and so they called us and like we did a bunch of interviews, and then they didn't tell us like the week before they were coming that we got on the show.
0: So, you, <laughs> so. so he just kind of like knew of you.
1: Yeah, I think it's just like, uh, I asked the producers when they were there, it's like, how do you guys find out about new places? And he's like, it's just kind of word of mouth. Or like other places we've been to, we asked them for recommendations. Yeah, and they've gone to Boulder a few times now. So there's like a bunch of places in Boulder that have been on the show.
0: Do they loop the show all the time and show repeats of it?
1: Yes, but they never tell us. So it's like, you know, it'll be kind of quiet. And then all of a sudden we get slammed and we're like, oh, a thousand meatball grinders. I guess the show aired again.
0: <laughs> How the, so where <laughs> How are those customers coming from? Are they coming from the local area?
1: Uh, they drive from all over. Yeah, we've gotten people from like two hours away that drive up. And it's a lot of pressure because you want to make sure the food is good if they drove that far. You know, That's so
0: funny. So if someone watches you on TV, they shut the TV off. And they're like, we got to go.
1: Yeah, well, I don't know about that. But it's like you feel the effect for like a few weeks after. Got it because people like see it and then it's just like in their head. Um, but yeah, so that was really good for us. <laughs> and then when did <laughs>
0: when did the business start to like steady out for you where you kind of got control of it and you really knew what it was?
1: Um it's it's constantly evolving. Like every year we've gone up about 30 35%. Well,
0: wow, that's really good.
1: Yeah, so it's it's an adjustment, but I think it's like the right enough like it's not so much that we can handle it. Yeah. Um we actually just did a remodel this this last year, not a huge one, but we got a new oven and we kind of like knocked out a counter and made more space. And then we took out a cooler and added another table, you know, just little things, but it's made a huge difference. The oven was like life-changing.
0: What kind of oven did you get?
1: Oh, uh, we got a pizza master. Nice. Yes.
0: <laughs> so you can like, That's did, you, did it double the started. production for you guys or? What was that? <laughs> did it double the production, like make it more increase in production?
1: Yeah. And just in general, it was like our old oven. i not even going to mention what it was, but it was it was <laughs> terrible. Like it, like our pizza. Even customers have commented like how much better our pizza is. But like, we actually changed like our dough formula a little bit. Yep. We like, lowered the malt content because the Pizza Master cooks it so much better.
0: That being said, though, look what you did with that other oven.
1: No, exactly. But it's just like the pizzas were always ripping because like the bottom wasn't cooking, and oh. I always thought it was I don't know. Like the dough, I've also changed over the years. Like it's a completely different dough than what we started with.
0: How did you what what? How did you go about changing the dough? Like I think some people are afraid to change their recipe once they get going.
1: Um. It, yeah. And I actually, I, I mean, I talk about this with my husband all the time. Just like I wish I had put a little more, not thought into it, but I think because I'm always evolving and I'm yeah. there all the time that I just am always changing things. Which like most of my regulars, I think, appreciate it and they think the dough is better. But we went from using, like, a biga to being fully sourdough.
0: Do people so, notice a difference?
1: Uh, yeah, they do. I think so. I think the dough is way better.
0: Do you they think people, know. the average customer, notices the difference? No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't. The, We've had like one or two regulars comment, and then the majority of the people don't really notice.
0: Like, good comments? Really, like, they they were impressed they with it? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. One person didn't like it, and she was, she was like, I'm from New York, and this just... This isn't what I want. Like, I don't want this new artisanal sourdough thing. And I was like, well, this is what we're serving now.
0: Why do people from New York have to start the conversation with, I'm from New York?
1: I mean, I'd say 90% of the time they do. We get so many New Yorkers. And then they ask me if I'm from New York. I just say, well, my dad and my husband are from New York. And that usually appeases them.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Why do they do that?
1: I don't know. They just... I mean... Cause they think they know true New York style pizza, which is also why I was hesitant to call it New York style pizza because yeah. I know Yorkers are very opinionated in a good way.
0: Definitely. I love it. <laughs> I'm friends with a lot of New Yorkers. And I just think that nowadays, especially there's a lot of different variations of New York pizza. I don't think there's like a set New York style of pizza. Like there used to be.
1: I agree. There's so many, I mean, there's so many new places that are like, I think the best in New York now.
0: Yeah. There's so many places in New York that don't even do New York pizza that are amazing.
1: Yes. Well, that too. Yeah. So,
0: like, I think that putting a label on a style of pizza from a specific area is a mistake.
1: I agree, but people also want to, like, identify it as something. True. You know what I mean? Like, when we started out, we didn't call it New York style pizza, but people are like, well, what are you saving? I was like, I, you know, you have to call it something that people can relate to.
0: Yeah. I guess the, the average person doesn't know what, like, they have to have a, like, be able to put it in a category that they can recognize. Yes. Like if you That's said to cool. someone, we do Detroit style pizza 10 years ago, they probably would have ran away.
1: Probably. And now it's like everyone wants it. Oh man,
0: it's my favorite style of pizza right now. <laughs> yeah. There's a place down the street that opened up there. We don't
1: do it. I've actually never done it before. Have you but... had
0: it? You've had it though, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Hi, uh, do you know like Jeff Smokovich, uh blue pan pizzas? Yeah. So he's in Denver and they're amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I love Detroit style pizza. There's yeah. a place down the street from me that opened up recently that does... Um, A Detroit style pizza that does a really good job of it. It's the only one around here that I know of.
1: Really? That's great.
0: And I went to New York City. Speaking of New York City, I went to uh, Emmy Squared, which was really good too.
1: Oh, yeah. I still haven't had
0: that. Yeah. Really good. Really good.
1: I've got like such a long list of places that I
0: have to. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to go to New York because there's like 35 places you want to visit. And, you know, if you're there for a day or two, you can only hit a couple. How much pizza can you eat in one day without like getting sick?
1: I know. Well, you have to try that, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I did. Trust me. I was there for one night and I, I pretty much got sick. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> but it was fun. It was worth it afterwards for sure. Yeah. Um, are you going to Pizza Expo this year? I know you're, are you teaching classes or doing seminars this year?
1: Um, so I'm on a panel for women in pizza. Well, actually not, it's not called women in pizza, but it's about that. And then I'm competing and I'm also helping a friend with a, a demo.
0: Okay. With the women in pizza thing I love because I have three daughters myself oh, and I love that they're like a couple of my daughters are into like cooking and baking and I love the fact that the industry is really shining a light on like what you're doing Laura Myers. Um, there's a lot of people in the industry but there's a lot of focus on men and you know There
1: is a very male dominated industry. Yeah,
0: I think that what you guys are doing are great for the uh the young lady entrepreneur pizza makers bakers that want to get into it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like the new generation there's a ton of females who want to get into it.
0: So. Yeah, what cha- what change like what what change do you think over the last couple of years that made it more I don't know, more open. I don't think it was closed off, but definitely more acceptable for ladies to be like, I'm going to be a pizza maker.
1: I mean, I think it's not just pizza. I think it's uh, cooking in general. Like the whole restaurant industry has been a little more welcoming. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just seeing other women in the industry and just the inter- I think also like the, the access to knowledge. Like people see pizza a little more clearly now, or it's like always kind of in social media and in the news and people find it a little more interesting, maybe yeah. <laughs> not interesting, but like they, like it's in there.
0: It's, their- it's like more easily to research, right? Like it's more easy now to know, like if you said Detroit style, and I know I keep saying this, but like, if you said Detroit style or sourdough or um, you know uh, like 10 years ago, nobody would know what those are. I think that the internet has helped people get educated about, what sourdough is and what naturally leavened dough is and Detroit style pizza versus before when they just would never hear about that.
1: Yeah. And I think just by like seeing somebody else doing it, you are like, oh, that is a career I could be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like before, if you didn't really even know about it and like think about it, then why would you get into it?
0: Plus Instagram makes everything look cool.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, not even that it's like cool, but just like if if it's in your mind, you know, then it's like cuz I grew up in the restaurant industry it was just kind of a natural choice for me. Yeah. But like, if my parents did something totally different then I wouldn't have thought about it unless I saw
0: it. I wonder if you would have grown up in the era when Instagram was like popular like it is now if you would have been able to uh not been able to but like done the same thing or you would have went into a different category because your parents were a bagel place and you kind of knew dough and baking that's kind of the path you took.
1: Yeah, it is, but also like when I started in the restaurant industry like there wasn't really instagram or like there was facebook but it's different i feel like it's different like instagram and facebook are very different
0: yeah for sure I, I i think they're helpful for sure because it can get your business out there it can get information in your hands and um the people yeah, from new no, york can brag about it all the point.
1: time like i always like make a point to post things but it's it's kind of work to do that too yeah, that's true.
0: You have a really sure. good-looking pizza, though. You guys should post a ton of pictures of your pizza and stories. Yeah. People would want to watch that, like behind the scenes on Instagram stories. of
1: you know, Yeah, I know. In the I, kitchen. Need of it. I need to just hire someone to do it, right?
0: No, you don't. Just do it yourself. You guys are fine. You know what you do is when you have time, you do videos on Instagram, right, right? when you have time, but then just save them to your phone.
1: Yes, that's a good idea. And then, and then post just- them
0: later yeah. when you when you like, you like don't have time to take the video, but you got a second to post it. So it can be evergreen, right. but you post it later.
1: Of course. Actually, my uncle's really good at the whole social media thing and he kind of helps me out with it.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, it depends on your business too. Like a lot of businesses, I always say, like, it depends on where your business is located. Like if you're in Iowa, Instagram is probably not a great platform for you to be spending a ton of time
1: on. That's true. Yeah, it does. That That's a good point.
0: But Boulder, Colorado probably this is. There's probably a ton of people on Instagram in Boulder.
1: Yeah, I think it varies. It's like definitely a different demographic here than like Denver. Is you it know what really? I'm yeah, like Denver is a little hipper, I think.
0: <laughs> don't say that <laughs> out loud.
1: College kids yeah. or a lot of young families, you know. You're
0: more of so a suburban area?
1: Uh, I don't know if I call it suburban, but yes, definitely. I guess technically it's a city now. Um, but How, how
0: many people in Boulder?
1: Uh, I don't know. Is there a
0: lot? <laughs> is it like a huge city?
1: It's No, it's not huge, but it's it's definitely, I think, doubled in size since I was little.
0: You grew up there?
1: I grew up in Boulder. Yeah. So it's it's changed drastically. Like I don't even recognize it anymore.
0: So you worked for Tony in San Francisco and then in New York. Why didn't you open a pizzeria in either one of those towns?
1: Um, I always had it in my head that I'd come back to Boulder and open yeah. a business. I think cuz my whole family's here. I just I don't know. It was a, it was a tougher transition than I thought. I love San Francisco. But it's I think cuz I have the support of my family too. Like they're yeah. all involved the a little, you know, in some capacity, and I think for me, I needed that. Like, I need that backbone.
0: Did your brother work with you in those places too, or did he stay in Boulder?
1: No, he's always well. He went to college and then he came back and he stayed. He stayed in Boulder. So did you? And did before, you teach him how to make pizza? He yeah, he does know how to make pizza. Did you <laughs> teach said him? I did. Yeah, but um, but he also does like all the the business side for our bagel stores too. Oh, okay. So he kind of does double duty. <laughs> but it's good. It's yeah. So far, it's working.
0: So what are you most interested in? Uh, so this year's Pizza Expo is coming up in a couple weeks, hopefully, um, with all the news. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> it, still, it still goes as the core. I think cor- it's in now. Yeah, it
1: sounds like everyone's, most everyone is on board. Yeah,
0: here's, the, here's what we, we were talking about this before we got. Listen, everybody, wash your hands. Use sanitizer. Don't shake hands with anybody. Give them a fist pump or an air high five. And by yeah. the way, what was everybody doing before this whole thing happened with washing their hands in toilet paper? All of a sudden, everybody's washing their hands now.
1: Yeah, what's the toilet paper thing? <laughs> I
0: don't know. All of a sudden we get our hand we like you can't spread disease. Yeah. I, I don't know. We I think
1: our, our supplier at the restaurant. It was what's like that's... we need toilet paper here. What? What's going
0: on? Yeah, I don't know why that like everybody get gets thinking about the coronavirus and all of a sudden all the toilet paper's gone.
1: I think maybe it's like they're stuck if they have to be stuck in their house. <laughs> like can't run out of toilet that's paper. That's exactly
0: what it is. I think someone just said that to me earlier. Like <laughs> oh, if you're gonna, 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 gonna be stuck in your house for fourteen days, days you gotta make sure, <laughs> you, sure you have enough.
1: That's crazy.
0: That is crazy because Whatever. Whatever happens with that, we'll, we'll, hopefully the Pizza Expo goes on as planned. What are you most excited about, about the show this year?
1: Uh, I'm always most excited to see everyone. That's yeah. one of the biggest highlights is just – and hearing all the demos. Like Every year I tell myself I'm going to map out exactly where I want to go because once you're there, it's like total chaos. It and is. you just start seeing everyone and saying hi, and then you miss like half the things, or I do at least. I miss half the things I want to go see.
0: Me too. I miss everything. <laughs>
1: You're a popular guy. <laughs> I, I,
0: I'm not, I just sit. I just sit at the booth and just talk to people. And I literally, the show's over, and I'm like, I didn't get to see anything.
1: Yeah, it's three days, but it goes by fast.
0: Do you go to Atlantic City too?
1: Um, I'm gonna. I went one year, and then I missed last year because I went to Naples. And
0: are you gonna go this year?
1: Yes, I'll be there right, this year.
0: I'm making a plan. You're gonna do a live show with me at the Ford's Zapponi booth in AC.
1: Absolutely, I would love that. We'll make time for that. I actually. <laughs> What's that? That's close to you, right?
0: Yeah, so I can drive there. It's like six hours away.
1: That's good. I actually
0: enjoy the Atlantic City show more because it is a little bit smaller.
1: It is, definitely.
0: And not as overwhelming. Yes. And um I, I think th-
1: that could change though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it definitely can grow.
1: It's gonna grow.
0: They do less seminars too, so it's like if you in the one in it in Vegas. There's always a choice you got to make if you want to go see a seminar. You got to go see this guy or this girl. You know, they're in, in Atlantic City, there's yeah. only, like, one going on all the time, so you can kind of see, catch whatever you want.
1: That's a good point. Yeah.
0: Um, But Vegas is fun, too. Yeah.
1: What are you looking like? What uh, are you
0: looking forward to? I do the same thing. Like, I love meeting everybody from that listens to the podcast or people we've had on the podcast. That's what I enjoy the most of, like – the products and in, 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 um, things that you have are cool, but the internet helps you do a lot of research that you weren't able to do before. For me, it's like being able to talk to everybody and really do what you and I are doing here, but in person.
1: Yeah, and it's fun to put uh, faces to names because I feel like I know so many people through Instagram or just yeah. word of mouth. Like I've heard that their history is, and it's fun to actually like talk to them in person.
0: Yeah, definitely, and like it's always uh, it's like. 5,000 people or I don't even know how many people go but like that are all just like us like own a pizzeria or work in the pizzeria world and like are interested in pizza it's pretty cool
1: yeah and I feel like I always come back with so many ideas and just like you feel inspired I feel like sometimes during just like working you get dragged down and it's like the pizza people and community that really makes it all worth it
0: you definitely come back from the pizza expo feeling reinvigorated for your business because like you're an owner like you know how it is when you're the owner it's not the same talking to your employees, no matter how motivated they are or inspired they are. It's like they don't have the same burden that you do. But for the most part, you know, 75, 80% of the people who go to the Pizza Expo are owners and operators.
1: Absolutely. And they
0: know exactly what it's like. So it's it's cool to be around those people. There's some really heavy hitter owners and operators that go to the show too that you can ask questions to and network with.
1: Yeah. And everyone's usually pretty forward about answering questions. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's, nobody's, nobody like, nobody's everybody that goes to Pizza Expo will pretty much answer any question you have.
1: Yeah, I, I think, love that. <laughs> I don't think there's been
0: any couple, any jerks that we've seen at the Pizza Expo yet.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. There's got to be one or two. Yeah, we won't, we won't mention <laughs> that. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll keep them quiet. Definitely from the podcast, there's been a couple, but I won't talk about that.
1: <laughs>
0: we'll save that for another show. When, when, the, when, that, when the podcast ends, I'll do a whole, my last episode will be calling everybody out.
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: (laughs) That'll be the most popular one.
1: (laughs) Hopefully that's not for a really long time. Yeah,
0: (laughs) hopefully a couple years.
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh,
0: Where can people go say hello to you if you are going to be, what your session is at the Pizza Expo this year, if they want to come by and say hello or where you're going to be hanging out or if they want to email you or go follow you on Instagram, where should they do that?
1: Um, Yeah, we're just, I'm kind of all over the place at Expo, but uh, they can follow me on Instagram at Pizza.
0: And what's your website again?
1: It's in, or just sorry, thepizzagarage.com. Okay.
0: And what's the, what's the name of your session? And do you know what time it is yet?
1: I think it's, what is it? It's Wednesday at three 30.
0: Okay. And cool. then it's,
1: it's like women. I don't think it's called women in pizza, but it's um, at the King Arthur booth. Are you nervous? I'm a little nervous. Are you really? I mean, I always am excited about it. And then I kind of freeze up when I start talking on panels.
0: You've <laughs> so. talked on panels before though, right?
1: I've done one or two, but I'm not great at it. To be it's honest.
0: all pizza people though.
1: I know, but it's still like you're right there in front of everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I also feel like everyone's so knowledgeable that like you don't want to say the wrong thing.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I've the thing that I've learned about speaking in public in um is just be okay if you don't know something.
1: Totally. No, and I, I can own that, but it's just you no. Know, everyone knows their shit at Pizza Expo. You wanna, you wanna any, be informed, I guess. It's the same. So I just started writing a few articles for pizza today. Oh, did you? And I feel like overly anxious about when when I turn them in because I'm like, it's all pizza people reading these. So everyone has their own opinions of what, of how a pizza should be or like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But I think if you share your experiences and how you do it, then who cares what they say?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's how I do write them, but yeah. it's still like in the back of my head, like certain people are not going to agree with this, you know?
0: I but love I, guess- I love I love when people don't agree with me. <laughs> That's my favorite part of doing the podcast or talking anywhere. I love it.
1: That's why you're the host.
0: That's true. That's uh, why you're the Because host. I, I feel like it, it it makes them think, right?
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Like if you're in a room and you talk and everybody agrees with every word you say, then nobody everybody's kinda of like maybe well, they're not really fully engaged.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah. I just feel like you want to know your thing. You want to know your facts. True, you know? that is
0: true. You don't want to like lie about anything or say something that's untrue.
1: No, of course not. But
0: you'll be fine. That's you not. do a great job. You do a great job on the podcast. You do a great <laughs> job here. You'll be fine.
1: Thank yeah. you. No, I'm excited. I think there's some good people on the panel with me, so it should be fun. Laura will be on there, and actually, I'm not sure who else is. But...
0: <laughs> well, you know what? I'll do. I'll link up. I'll like link up what your session is and put them in the show notes for this episode.
1: Okay, if Laura's on it, I feel fine. Yeah, you
0: just <laughs> let her talk, right? Yeah, pretty much. She knows <laughs> <laughs> Audrey, awesome talking to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time and joining me today on the show. Um, everybody, go say hello to Audrey on. What was your Instagram handle again?
1: Audrey James Pizza. <laughs>
0: Audrey James Pizza. We'll I'll drop a comment in there and link it up for the show notes on Facebook. If you're watching this live or watching the replay later, um, but thank you so much, Audrey. And if we're at the, if, if, if I go to the pizza expo, let's meet up. I
1: absolutely. I'll see you there. <laughs> see ya.
0: Okay, like I mentioned during the live show, thank you so much to Audrey for joining me on the podcast. We have exciting news coming out for you next week. Make sure you tune in for that. If you need to get a hold of me, you can do that over on Instagram at the Bruce Irving or at the Smart Pizza Marketing. You can shoot me a direct message or even email me. You can do that as well. Bruce at SmartPizzaMarketing.com is my email. And again, like I mentioned in the beginning, all of the show notes, you can go check out Audrey, go check out what they're doing on Instagram, go check out her sessions You can do that over at our website, smartpizzamarketing.com. And while you're there, leave us a review if you want to do that. Or if you have a question or a topic you want to talk about, let me know. Let me know. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you want to hear on the podcast. So I've been getting a lot of messages lately. Thank you so much for those. Thank you for the direct messages on Instagram. I truly appreciate those. And I try to reply to every single one. So if I haven't got to you yet, stay tuned. I will get back to you as soon as possible. Um, That's probably the best bet. If you want to get a hold of me or ask me a question, go to Instagram or go to Facebook or or Twitter. Uh, Email sometimes gets clogged up. But Instagram, at The Brew Serving, and at Smart Pizza Marketing, because we do the show for you. We truly appreciate every single person who listens and joins us every week, and I want to continue to do the show that you want to listen to. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate you, and we'll see you next week. Make sure you tune in and subscribe because we have an announcement for you next week.